Australia. It's the new year. We're still talking over each other. I I think that if I try and start the episode, I can keep my attitude and spirits high. But somehow, when you welcome me to it, I like we, I start off on the wrong. Side. You're like, you think this is your podcast? Literally, I'm just like, I guess I'm just second fiddle. Yeah, I'm the Lauren, co-host. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> so happy to have you on Pop Apologist this week. So <laughs> this podcast, we're talking about celebrity gossip, uh-huh. childhood stories. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's super fun. That's great. No, really, Chan. It's 2021. The we year are, has begun. We are in the new year. It doesn't feel like the new year. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I would say that the first day of 2021 felt like 2021. And then now that it's back to being a Monday and I'm mm-hmm. back at work, feels very much so like 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, spoiler alert. It's days, years. It's all just measurements of time. Right. Things don't really change. Like when you wake up and you're used to be 29 and then you wake up and you're 30, suddenly people start talking to you differently about your life, but you don't feel any different. And it's just a couple extra hours or days have gone by. But you know what I want to tell you or talk to you about? Yeah. I'm just so happy to never have to see again another like – 2020 see ya meme like 20 so happy 2020 is gonna be over i just want to say that those memes should have been so happy that we have a vaccine and there is a glimmer at the end of this tunnel because this had nothing to do with the misery of 2020 and if we didn't have a vaccine it was just ongoing i mean i can't even even imagine what the last bit of the year and what the Twitter sphere would have looked like if there wasn't like the hope of a vaccine. It would have been so dark. So dark. But I, I, no, actually, I can tell you what it would have looked like. It still would have been a bunch of so happy 2020 is over, 2020, get out of my life, like well, all these memes. And I just, ugh. The thing is, that joke was funny until like April. And then it was like, oh, dang, we're really in this. Yeah, I was ready to stop hearing about 2020, I would say, on March 14th. Right. Um, that being said, I did post an Instagram photo where I did use the hashtag 2020. Ugh, so hate count people me like you. out. Count me out. Yeah, that's why my, I muted you a long time ago. My Instagram caused it. like a decent amount of controversy. Oh, you're, you mean the collage <laughs> you did with the people that are most meaningful to you in your life that somehow didn't include me? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> okay first of all shut up i spent like literally an hour collaging okay going through my phone going through my work phone i know pretty embarrassing you know what i did on new year's i was quarantined so i had nothing better to do than to look through my phone for my favorite photos a lot of them didn't have you in them i don't know what happened there (laughs) (laughs) i can't really speak to it just you know an oversight on both of our parts and i I found the photos I like the most, and it just so happened to be with a random collection of close friends and family. <laughs> no, it was pictures that you looked the hottest in in 2020. No, that's what, you, that's what your caption. I wasn't even. Been. I okay. I my best photos in. of the year. Okay, I did look great in all the ones I posted. Of course, that's my prerogative. I'm not going to post an ugly photo of myself on my own Instagram. Okay, that is that would be another level of selflessness that I'd never aspire to get to. I'm just saying, spare us the speeches that are like, oh, the memories I've shared, the people I've loved, those dear to me, here is a collage. Save it. Okay. We honestly, good. I, I, I know I would have been a part of it. I wanted, to com- I wanted to commemorate how hot I managed to look all year yeah. round, okay? Yeah. Yep, there and it is, folks. My very attractive friends who I was surrounded by all year long. And sorry you weren't on there. 
Maybe I'm just get more attractive say- photos next year. <laughs> You know what's funny? You actually, you were in draft number uh, two. Oh, you made it. To, you didn't make it to round four. Oh, my though. gosh. I don't need to know about what final, what level of finalist I was. Sorry. There was a photo of me, you, and Courtney when we went out to dinner one night, and that was in draft four. I mean, sorry, that was in draft two. But oh, it, no. It, then it was in draft four, seven, eight, A, four, seven, eight, A, B. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make it to eight, seventeen, C. Oh, Sorry. gosh. Okay. Let's just move right along because Sorry. seeing it posted was trauma enough and you actually are unmuted. So I guess that's just how much I like you. <sighs> oh. All right. Okay. Can we talk about the hottest new gossip, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles? This broke this morning. And when I first saw the photo, I thought they were both in costume. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and say okay. it. <laughs> I thought they were both on the set of a movie. <laughs> The outfits are a little strange. Okay, he dresses like that, like, usually. So he wasn't what threw me off, but she did not look good. Like, that stupid-ass headband with the tie in the center. I couldn't stand her outfit. And here's what I'm going to say. I don't what? really understand them as a couple. I think he's, like, far too... He, like, he needs to be dating, like, FKA Twigs or somebody, like, way more adventurous. And I don't know. Olivia Wilde, just, while she is, like, you know, go women, woohoo. She's, like, a great, direct, a great director and talented. I just don't think she has enough of the X factor. I personally think he looks like a child. And so I don't understand how she's attracted to him. I know there's a lot of people who will disagree with me there. He does look a little... He looks very slight in those pants. Yes. And, you know, her outfit, I just very rarely think a maxi dress with long billowy sleeves is a good look you're too covered you're too covered if you have to maxi it's got to be backless it's got to be like a spaghetti strap and it's got to be knee length no i'm just kidding Uh, no honestly like it it didn't even look like that stylish of a dress like yeah i know and the headband with the mask is also a little jarring because it's it almost looks like her forehead and nose are emerging from a pink and blue mouth Right. <laughs> Very astute of you, Lauren. Thank no, you. and then like if you look okay, if we can just dissect the dress. The dress looks like when Love Shack Fancy came out with their target collection. And it I was mean, just that's being charitable. I know, and that's been very kind of in the new year. But like I the head the headband. The headband looks like it's something she's putting on her hair after the after getting out of the shower to help dry it. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. It looks like a towel turban. And the dress to me, it looks like a Kohl's Free People yes. collaboration maternity. Literally. It's like for this season only, we will have some free people dresses that are like cheaper than usual and polyester. <laughs> yeah. And then his bolo tie and like it looks like he has like an eyelet collar I mean, on his. It's just too much for me, you guys. I, I actually I, think his suit, I like his suit detailing oh, and really? I don't, I don't like mind. the cut of the pants I don't I, I like the detailing more I think the pants make him look shorter than he is but this is that's what he does he looks like intentionally stylish she does not look stylish at all and this is why I don't stand their relationship because I don't think I just I don't see it I don't see it I don't yeah. see it I have maintained this for a really long time and I will maintain it thus far and continued uh-huh. with my next sentence I don't like intentionally stylish men Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do maintain this opinion. With my own, this is my sexual preference as a mm-hmm. red blooded American woman. Okay. As far as people expressing themselves, I love it. Be fashionable. But if I'm Olivia Wilde and this is the guy I'm banging, I don't want you to have an eyelet sleeve. I don't want a scalloped collar. Okay. I want you to throw on a white shirt, 
from Calvin Klein or Ralph Lauren that I bought you because you're too busy working in banking or working the land with your bare hands. Like you're too busy doing manly things to care about. To shop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That turned me on. I am glad that does. Do you think Harry Harry Styles is attractive? No, not to me. Not at all. Not even in the slightest. I think he has a cute face. Mm -hmm. And I think that if he styled himself less stylish, that I could see the potential. (laughs) So, okay. Got it. Got it. He's become far more stylish the past couple of years. And yeah, it's just, she just doesn't make sense to me. Like she's just not cool enough. At, at all like whatever she's a director I don't know why this is making me feel like I'm a terrible feminist but whatever this is my oh. I'm speaking my truth okay and I just feel like he's he dates like very cool girls and she just doesn't strike me as like this like girl who smokes cigarettes and on balconies in Brooklyn see maybe he's maturing out of that like you were still dead set on dating someone really cool who's like super witty all the time and this is something I'm trying to get you away from yeah but you're trying to you're trying to talk me out of that I just think that there's more to life than those qualities. And, and someone who's super witty, you don't. Want me, you, no, I will to not. To me, lower if my a guy bar. is super witty over text, it he means not, he's too. He's oh, not busy enough. He's I texting you too much. It's never been over, or at least I've matured out of someone needing to text me something really hilarious all the time. Like okay. I've totally matured out of that. Okay. But if someone's not witty in person, like what? But I'm yeah, gonna no, saddle myself up to that. Okay, I'm not asking you to saddle yourself up to it. I'm, I think I'm just saying that he might be maturing out of like the cool tropes that you find so seductive. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I used to definitely, I used to be more into like losers. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I like, if a guy like ha- didn't really know what he was doing, I was like, no big deal. <laughs> oh, now, totally. Yeah, that's a different story. As long as he like knew the top 10 cultural, like zeitgeisty things to say. Right. As long as he's like, like the- a Twitter person. Exactly. Yeah. If he was like retweeting funny people, you're like, man, I'm this guy's hot. He knows what's up. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about that hit the interweb recently, I saw photos of Margot Robbie recently Mm -hmm. that were healing, healing. Yes. Okay. And you saw the same photos we recently confirmed and we both sent them to Courtney. Yeah. I, I, I showed Courtney in person. I sent her them last night. It's interesting. When did you show her them in person? Oh, it was definitely before last night. It was like really? m- yesterday mid-morning. No way. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, she didn't say. Lauren already showed me these. No, she literally didn't say anything. She acted like it was the first time she'd seen them. I was going to show you, but then I didn't know if you were going to be like, I don't want to like see. I don't think we should discuss women's bodies. So I was just like, I'm not Sometimes kidding. I'm in that mood. Other times <laughs> I'm in this mood. <laughs> and for the record, I do think, I think it's actually a positive conversation to have about her body it's not like us shaming her or saying anything like if anything I I want these pictures plastered everywhere yeah I think that Margot Robbie in films in magazines always looks completely flawless and like an airbrushed doll I mean in Wolf of Wall Street she's flawless yeah and in the Tarantino movie she's flawless Yeah. yeah and so the pictures are just not that flattering. I would just say, I think they were like, she looked like a normal body. Like, she looked like a girl in a normal body in a bikini. Totally, totally. But I would say, so like, healing to me. Com- contrasting that with her Hollywood image, they right, were not right. flattering. What I'll say is that I think that bodies are just bodies. And sometimes they look like extremely, like, different. They just, there's such a variance, I guess. What I'm trying to say such is that a variance bodies are bodies. 
yeah, the bodies are bodies and there's just such a variance of like how they can look. And so I think we're always used to it, her body looking impeccable mm-hmm. and like flawless, tone, tan, like literally like <laughs> insanely impeccable. And then to see these photos and actually it was like a multiple like different bikini photos of her where she just looked like a normal like a girl. Normal, yeah. And one thing for me, like I've actually... Courtney and I have the same thing. Sorry to Courtney to out you. But we have a little bit of like, I don't even know if it's related to scoliosis, but like our waist and our hips are like slightly uneven. So like on one side, it goes in a little bit further than the other side. And she had the exact same thing. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not alone in this. I don't know. It was like, it was a beautiful celebratory moment. That's so funny. I've never noticed that about you or Courtney. I've seen you guys a million times, but yeah, I think that that was like, that was what was, I want to say gratifying, but like satisfying on my end. It was like, okay. Cause I think we've all had that moment where we're standing in the Nordstrom dressing room or we're, we catch a glimpse of the mirror and there's fluorescent lighting on or whatever. It's not our best day. Our body's hunched over or we're like clenching and this, and your skin just is not looking Right. It's not looking like an air bl- airbrush dolls. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. And it was very, I think, restorative to see Margot Robbie, who is by all accounts like a t- like an A-list star with an incredible body, looking totally human like everyone else. And it just goes right. to show that you're not – it's not like there are these people who look one way and then you look another way. Exactly. It's more like everyone looks the same. Everyone's body sags and wrinkles and has cellulite and dimples. And looks all sorts of ways. But the only thing that we see, the only images that we're given as women generally, and I know we've made a lot of progress recently on this, but generally the only images we've seen have been that of perfection. So that's why it's so healing and it is just so satisfying when you're like, okay, I'm normal. I am normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. I it was amazing. One thing I recommend, I'll recommend to the audience: do a deep stock of her and her husband, Tom Ackerley, because he's really darling, and it might make you feel sad, might make you feel happy. But I highly recommend Instagram stalking him. And is her. he cute about her on Instagram? Yeah, like they're just cute. Um. Okay. Well, beyond Margot Robbie and her husband, I wanted to know, Chandler. Yes. yes. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? No, actually, I made a resolution to not make any New Year's resolutions because, like I said before, I have too many journals filled with them. Lauren, have you made any New Year's resolutions? I, in the same way, have not made any New Year's resolutions. Instead, I'm a big New Year's resolution person, anyways. I'm not. You know, I'm not a manifester. I'm not a Pinterester. I'm not a dream boarder. I'm not a goal setter. Okay. I'm just more of an existence. I love to exist. Future employers, future clients, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like setting goals for me, it's just, oh, it's just like setting yourself up for disappointment. It um, is. I also have too many journals of my my yearly goals that are like abandoned the third week of January. And nothing is more depressing than years later looking back at the goals you've never achieved. It's like, why put those down on paper? Just don't. My goals were like your goals, especially as like a 19 year old, a 20 year old, they're so high, like convoluted and intense. They're like, learn German, sit up straight at all times, be able to do the third series Ashtanga yoga, like read a Russian novel every month. I literally have gone from that. That used to be like my uh, totally obnoxious personality. And now I'm like, I don't even set goals at all. (laughs) 
However, in the spirit of not setting goals anymore, being in that place in your life, I set not some New Year's resolutions, but some New Year's resignations. Um, did I hear that right? Yes. New Year's <laughs> resignations, where I fully just resign myself to the facts of my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you ready? I have 10 prepared uh, for this podcast. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. My first New Year's resignation is that I'm never going to read anything by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. Not sure how to pronounce it. Don't care. Don't even, doesn't even matter to me that Wait, he wrote a book. Of, what are some of Eckhart Tolle's books? Power um, of Now? A New Earth. I'm just going to live on the old earth. Good here. <laughs> Good where I am. Uh, okay. 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 I'm never going to start my day with a gratitude journal. That's just never going to happen. Right. Who is going to wake up in the morning and think <sighs> the first five things they're grateful for? I, I'm sorry. I don't have the cerebral strength to do that. It's just not I, in the cards for me. Even if you're properly caffeinated and like ready to start the day, oh. like the day is upon you. I don't have time to like ruminate on the things that I no. cherish most. I'm just not that, I'm just not that positive, you know? Right. I'm like on the scale of like Chick-fil-A employee positivity to like, you know, Lucifer, I'm just more in the middle, you know? Yeah, you totally are. Okay. Number three, I will never be on Forbes 30 under 30. This is okay. more like a, so this is like a you're just like letting that dream pass you by cuz the ship's already sailed you're just now coming to terms with it. I mean, I never had any ambitions to be on Forbes 30 under 30 for the record, but now it is fully behind me and Kagan mentioned someone that is on the Forbes 30 under 30 that we both know mm-hmm. and and I did have a moment where I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen and that is more of a biological fact of life having hit 30. Right. Well, Lauren, I'm glad you come to terms with that. I want you to know that everyone who's on Forbes 30 under 30 does coke. And so I'd much rather you <laughs> I'd much rather you weren't on Forbes 30 under 30 and didn't have a coke addiction. So congratulations, Lauren. That's I'm definitely true. Really proud of you. Um number 4, I will never be on the cover of Teen Vogue and casually referred to in the media as a starlet. Yeah, we've discussed this at length. It's not happening. I, I'm just telling you, again, in 2021, I need to accept this. I need to resign myself to this. I'm not it, fully resigned. It is in the cards for me, though. That could still happen for me. We'll see um, how the next four years entail. I disagree. I think Starlet's like 22. <laughs> Sorry. Star- no, Star- no, 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 no. If, no. I, if, I, if I tell people that 2020 didn't count, I'm still 25. I will not be 26 this year. I'll be 25 again. So, yeah. At, I just happen. remember... I told Lee, our dear friend, at 24, I told him that my starlet years were officially over. So I'm pretty sure yours are sunset as well. But again, this is the power. It's just get a New Year's resignation. You'll feel a lot better. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will. Um, Okay. Number five. I will never be a person who defied aging by maintaining a raw food diet since the age of 20. Right, right, right. You can't say anymore like, oh, I've been doing this since I was 20. I've been eating nothing but green juice and salads Mm-mm. and doing yoga and looking into the sun since I was 20. And that is why I look phenomenal. Nope, that's never going to no, happen. No, Never got around to it. I did aspire to being a raw foodist at multiple times of my early adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Which Chandler suffered through. I mean, yeah, we... Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's funny. The notion of like, I I can't say that I've done this since my 20s. Like, you're not going to be able to say that you have like, yeah, like there's a lot of things you're, you can't say that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. 
Wow. Sorry. It's just staggering. <laughs> okay. Wow. I thought you were supposed to be a support, a source of comfort. Sorry. I'm sorry. Staggering. No, what's actually funny is I used to want to, I used to think if you just ate raw foods, you would somehow, that was like the fountain of youth. I was like a, a stupid 18 year old. Anyway, there's this woman named Carol Alt, who's a supermodel and she's famously does the raw food diet. <sighs> I recently saw her on Real Housewives in New York City, Housewives in New York City. She was on the episode with, with Ramona's birthday party. Oh, really? Yes. And she's Ramona's friend. She's her contemporary. How does I'm she just going to say she looks the same as every other yeah. woman at that party. Yeah. So I think that's actually good news to everyone. Ugh, enjoy your stovetops and microwaves, folks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No FOMO there. Yeah. All right. Number six. And Chan, this might come as a shock to you. But I'm never going to be a concert pianist who plays long solo shows to sold out concert halls in long silk blackless gowns. I can't believe we haven't talked about your (laughs) keyboard on the podcast. You guys, Lauren at one point made our mom get her for her like 17th or 16th birthday, like a full music setup so she I'm had like sure a- i just bought it myself with money i had earned i'm but- pretty sure mom took you to guitar center but we can remember <laughs> she wasn't giving me a ride <laughs> lauren had a keyboard that she literally never used never i hate you right now that is so <laughs> rude i bought a very nice keyboard back in the day i think it was like 400 dollars, and i bought studio <laughs> headphones and i just thought finally my genius is gonna be unlocked <laughs> like i'm gonna practice the piano all the time in my room i can put on my headphones while i do it so i don't bug other people and i can just be the music i can just hear the sounds i can create sounds and actually play. i do remember the damien rice like oh um do you remember that's that, the that- only song i know to this day <laughs> What is the sheet music for that? It was like always, always a top. Your never used keyboard. It's one of the easiest songs to play on the piano. Yeah. It's like the same four notes over and over again. She is trying to flex her piano knowledge, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but, or I should say keys. I don't even know. But yeah, that used to be like something that I thought would be a really refined career. Like uh-huh. concert pianist. <laughs> Here's what I would say. Anyone who who has to think of themselves is like, oh, that could be a great career for me. It's not a renowned concert pianist. Like, it's not in the cards for them. I just thought, like, how romantic. Like, basically, you just, like, do magazine interviews and, like, really stately dresses. And you really like, have flattering dresses. You oh, mean? not the ones I would wear. Right. You have a lot of headshots. And you just <laughs> go to Seagrestrom Hall in Newport Beach, like, once a month right. and just play some some concertos if you will (laughs) call it a day bitch um okay that's never gonna happen never okay number seven i'm never gonna marry a man with a charming country twang who refers to me as his little lady Mm. sorry sis this is a dream that's still alive for you though it's still alive for me i recently dated someone with a little twang that sounded like they're gross (laughs) (laughs) take that out I recently I'm not taking it out. I recently was going on dates with someone who had a drawl and let's just say that me and my friends referred to him as siblings. <laughs> what do you mean you were Oh, that was cuz that's what he said. Yeah, let's like that on our first date he used he said siblings instead of siblings and I was dead on arrival. <laughs> let's just put it that way. When I was on a trip to Napa when I was like 25 with some friends and this one girl was asking me, she was like, or 26, and she was like, yeah, like, what are you looking for? Like in a guy? Cause I, she, I was single. 
And I was like, oh, you know, like I'm looking for a guy who's like really muscular, has like a great career. He looks a lot like Dennis Quaid in The Parent Trap. He's just like, you know, strong and sturdy and he's going to like, he could build me a house. He could till the earth. He could, a stool. An, he could kill an animal with his bare hands. And he's just honest and right and true. And, you know, maybe he has a little bit of a country accent. And she's just like at one point cut me off and she was like, you realize this person doesn't exist, right? Literally does not exist. Does not exist. And that actually was a stark moment for me because I was like, holy crap, you're right. This person does not exist. They don't exist. Yeah. I've stopped going on dates with that guy because said person does not exist. No, they don't. Like I basically was trying to describe someone as close to Jeffrey Dean Morgan as you can get, Uh Uh but only one of those exists and he's taken. So here we are. God bless Hillary Burton. Yes. Okay. Number eight. Okay. And this is this is really going to cut to the core of our podcast content. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to start a wellness empire and be able to create easy content or sipping tea and making oatmeal. That's never going to happen. Wait, are you saying I can't do that? Is that no. For, is that a foregone conclusion for me? We have outed ourselves as cynical. We have outed ourselves as unwell women, if you will. And so I don't believe that a wellness empire is in any of our futures. Anyone will be able to dig up this podcast and be like, she's selling you quinoa and telling you it's going to be like the key to your happiness. Listen to this podcast where she excoriates. Or she talks about the joys of sugar-free jello. This very activity. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Number nine. Don't worry, we're almost done. We're drawing close to the edge. The end. <laughs> oh, that was gross. Okay. I am never going to be a person who just coolly never got an Instagram or any social media. Okay. This is a great thing to talk about because I totally feel the same pain as you. Like there would be nothing cooler than to be 30 years old and just be like, oh yeah, I never got one. It's not right. It's just, <sighs> I just don't. <sighs> I have the chills. <laughs> I like radiating chills. That okay. person is so above everyone. Like, they live in another sphere. I find out that a guy just like doesn't have an Instagram. Like, once again, dead on arrival. Um, I mean, that's a perfect person. They read books. They sit by the fire. They they just don't care. But they're not. But they're not elitist. They're just like, I just never got into it. And like, it's not my thing. Like, like you just it was just like a ship that just left the harbor without you, and you just didn't care at all. I recently was thinking about this, and I'm like, could I? Because I don't think I. Because of my job, since I work for a social media company, I don't think I can get rid of my social media, although I do crave that sometimes, like just ridding myself of it. So recently I thought, okay, if I were to ever leave my job or just decide that I want to stay at home and take care of, raise my kids, could I, should I get rid of my Instagram then? Like I had that thought like two weeks ago. I think that the brutal reality is that Instagram actually provides a lot of community and a lot of value. And so- are you yeah, me that I mean, social media brings you closer to your to your global community because it, that literally is written on my job description. I think it brings me closer to a lot of people, and it's facilitated this podcast, right. and it's huge. But I will say, I it just takes we were on a podcast. <laughs> like, oh, we're just on the phone. I literally forgot about our podcast, like for the serious? last like two minutes. Well, yeah, because we were just talking, and I'm like, I didn't even think about the podcast element. That's so funny. I think social media is interesting. I think it takes you further away from yourself because Mm. you stop having so many moments of just like reflection. 
right. that you usually do. Like instead of just, you know, driving and looking out the window, you're like driving Ew. and being on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of almost anything that you're doing, you're scrolling your phone. Yeah. And that is like a big thing that I would like to work on. Yeah. But like in the same token, honestly, like so many good things in my life are because of the people and connections right. I made on social media. I think it's just, it's all about taking like healthy breaks. Yeah. I mean, you can never take a break because you respond to 90% of our DMs. So like that actually isn't a reality yeah. for you, but it's so nice oh, when God. I'm able to take breaks. And, oh like, yeah, stunning. <laughs> I love that for you. No, I, and also just one more thing on this. It, I think if you got an Instagram sometime in 2011, 2012, maybe even 2015, but then you quit it and left, mm-hmm. you're still a cool, like yeah. you still have that cool badge. But at this point, like if you have an Instagram now in the last five years right. and you leave, I don't think you ha- get that. No. Like you, you had a mental break or something like this is a, it's a cry for help. It's totally a cry for help. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, and you just never get to be that person who is cooler than everyone else. At unless dinner. you have a unless you have a Finsta, because I have a very good friend who does not have an Instagram, but she has a Finsta, and so she's still like on the platform, but she's just not following every person she's ever met, like the rest of us. I think and that's the same thing. But that I do not consider to be cool. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's. I wouldn't say that she's like the person who's never had an Instagram. But I think that's also another healthy way to do it. If you only want to follow thirty never, people versus you nine hundred. Yeah. That's true. And you've never had like a perfectly pretty grid. Like you don't care about a grid right. and all that stupid crap that somehow we care about. We're zombies to the grid, truly. It's true. Okay. Do you want to have my final resignation? Yes. Please tell me if you think that this is still potential. But this year in 2021, I, Lauren Bledsoe, I'm going to resign myself to the fact that I will never be discovered as the next supermodel at a farmer's market in Brazil. <laughs> Yeah, actually, this one could still happen. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think you actually there's potential. You never know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that ship sailed a long time ago. A, because I wasn't born in Brazil. And B, because, you know, I'm just not a Giselle type. And it's just something I'm finally going to resign myself to in 2021. I'm so glad that it took you 10 years <laughs> to come to terms with the fact that you're not the Giselle type. I know. It's really <laughs> tough. Man, you guys, no. that's the power of New Year's resignations. It's really just I'm accepting so the cards you've been dealt by the universe. Yes. Okay. I guess I'm. I guess I'll go. I have a few resignations that I thought of. Great. Let's hear them. I'm resigning myself to be more toxic. You're going to be more toxic as a person. Yes. I don't think I have enough friend drama. Like, mm. here's what I'm saying. I used to go to high school. I used to go to middle school, and I used to have constant friend drama. Okay. Yeah. And now all my friends are like too self-aware, measured, um, you know, sympathetic, and we don't really have that many like fights. And all I'm saying is that nothing makes you feel young and alive like a friend fight. Like, like yeah, being in a fight with your friend. Like some drama. So totally. I think I'm going to try and be a force of toxicity in my friend groups. I think you should text someone something mean right now. Okay. I like Just something like, um, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, should I text Courtney something like rude? They're just like, I can't believe. Oh my gosh, it's actually be so funny if I texted Courtney and said like, I just like, I can't. Text, like, is it really true? Courtney. What should I say? Just like, text Courtney and just say, I wish you weren't so jealous of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> she literally is like downstairs. <laughs> 
text her right now and just see what happens. I just did. I wish she wasn't supposed to be period. It could be World War Three in a couple hours. I'm nervous. The last text message she sent to me was, I can make the meatballs. <laughs> Just out of the blue from her little sister who's staying in her house, in her home, who literally wears 90% of her clothes are her hand-me-downs, who, um, yeah, I wish you weren't so jealous of me. Incredible. It's a great start. Awesome. Okay. What are your other resignations? I love how proactive we are with yours. so proactive. I'm literally getting a jump start as we speak. (laughs) I'm going to text right now and say JK. No, don't. Just see what she says. What if she gets mad, actually? This is why... Ugh, okay, Oh, no. you're right. You're I right. Guess- you have to say, okay, this is the thing. We always assume that the other person is just so confident that nothing could ruffle their feathers. <laughs> I know. But, like, some... But then we... But, but then, literally, we're, we're staying up late, like, all talking on Courtney's bed to, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> crying. <laughs> I mean, that's actually never happened, but we're having an overly yeah. long conversation, I would say. An hour-long, tears are shed, and we're right. admitting to an insecurity... Lauren, so. so now that I can be more, my most toxic self, oh, uh, gosh. can I not drive you to the airport tonight? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. Let me look up how much an Uber XL is. See how much it is. I'm sorry. I'm just like so tired and I'm, I'm feeling extreme guilt because I want to spend the most amount of time with you. But I'm also like the idea of driving there and back is giving me, it feels like. It's uh, really only an hour and a half. Yeah, it's really only an hour and a half. And, and most of it will be sent with me, and you can just listen to a podcast. But, like, my phone doesn't even work with why it's truck. Sorry, listeners. It's going to cost me as 80 bucks to get an Uber XL. Okay. Just drive us. You would have me drive you. I know I would. I know I would. I just am – I'm just like, – it's just been a one hell of a day. I have picked you up from a million airports. It's true. Okay. I just know I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be like sad and crying. And I'm just like, I'm honestly just dreading it a little bit. Um, I mean, we'll just say something mean to me on the way. And then I just wish you weren't so jealous of me. And then this would be all easier. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Any other resignations? I guess I'm just going to, I think, let me amend my first resolution because now I see it as a resignation. I'm actually just resigned to be the thirsty bitch that I truly am and going to be posting whatever I want on Instagram. Sorry, mom, for that swear. Okay. Love it. I also think I'm going to start responding to people on Hinge because I haven't responded to anyone's messages in since like 20, since like November 2020. This is a resolution, not a resignation. Oh, shoot. You're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm resigning to be... <laughs> More responsive on Hinge. Wow. How inspiring for everyone. Hold on. Let me think. I'm, I'm resigning the part of me that used to say, yeah, I'll go on a date with him. I'll go on a first date with anyone. No more of that. I will not just go on a first date with anyone. Okay. But this is also positive. Mm. Like you're like accepting for the fact that you have like high standards. It's hard for me to be a good, bad person. It's, it's hard for you to resign yourself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give it till 30. Okay. It'll happen. Okay. Okay. Anything else we want to discuss this week? What do I say back to this guy who's Dennis Vander Warsenberg? He said, hi Chandler, excuse my Dutch straightforwardness, but you look absolutely beautiful. Where are you from? You should just say Spain and see if he gets it. <laughs> see if he's even someone uh, in your sphere. And if he doesn't get it, it doesn't matter. I can't. I can't. Okay. Say I hail from the South, South Orange County. <laughs> Okay, my ancestors, fair. yeah, my ancestors hail from the south. 
And then the next text is South Orange County. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. I've got another one to hit you with that I think you could workshop with me. This is from Michael G. Names are protected. This is something I would never want to do with you in real life. And I love how you're like suckering me into doing it on the podcast. Michael G. said, uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I wonder how much debate your parents had over whether or not to include a D in your name. I'm glad minimalism prevailed. I would just say, if you'd seen my mom's Escalade in high school, you'd have known that minimalism did not prevail. (laughs) My mom who said she wants to leave the largest carbon footprint. (laughs) Yeah. Our mom who says she hates the AP environmental science teacher we had in high school and wants to leave as big of a footprint as possible. (laughs) Okay. Last one. Abe. Kind of a weird first thing to say, but I feel like everyone from San Clemente is good looking. Does this mean he's dated someone from San Clemente? Like, I just, I feel like this guy's already telling me that he's a player. I would say you clearly didn't go to the anti-mask rally in San Clemente. You clearly didn't attend the San Clemente mask burning rally. Exactly. Okay, that's done. Great. Thank you, Lauren. Any other ones? Oh, I have plenty. Okay, so, okay, this guy's actually, I think he could be funny. We, I had a great response to him, like, back, way back when. I responded to him and I said... He works at Airbnb. So I said, what I'm really interested in is an Airbnb discount. Can you procure? What happens if I use the code CharlieHinge10 at checkout? (laughs) What did he say? He said, shoot, I'm honestly pretty floored that you guessed my promo code so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm doing a holiday special right now. Enter Charlie Holiday Hinge for an extra 25% off. Includes a round of drinks at the spot of your choice. Wow, this guy so, is great. am I supposed to be with this guy forever? He actually is really cute. He has public affairs at Airbnb. Oh, so we're not really responding to this guy. We're just hearing No, 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 we, we do. We are responding, but I'm just oh, saying, I'm just remembering okay. how fond this interaction was. Gotcha. Okay, so this is what I would say back to him. I would say, yeah. hi, exclamation point. I, I tried your- using the code at checkout, and it, unfortunately, it did not work. I was provided by by an Airbnb user. <laughs> This is completely unacceptable. It should be still valid. Go full Karen on it. Hi, I tried using the code and then use, doing it. Charlie, hold, <laughs> I can't get a hold of anyone on your website. <laughs> this is why hotels will always be better than staying in another person's house. And your stock is, is probably <laughs> your stock is probably going to crash. You're just another if millennial these, BS company. If these things are happening to your consumers. <laughs> Just another company doing a bait and switch, taking advantage this of consumers. Why millennials should not run Fortune 500 companies or whatever. I don't even know if it's Fortune yeah, 500. Exactly. Okay, great. Great. He's pre- that oh, was, good that work. was a cute response for him, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, someone I said... We don't send these emails, but... I, I, <laughs> he, someone said, does your family make awesome candles? Not sure what the hell that means. Yeah, that's very strange. I think Charlie's a front runner, honestly. Airbnb's a front runner, and so is, and so is the guy, the mask burning guy. Okay, there My, we have it. The Dutchman's gonna work, but anyhow. we'll have to hear what they say next week. Yeah, we will. We All will. right, Chan. So beyond your dating life, beyond your texts, your messages, thrilling, I'm sure for people. Um, gosh, what a great segment. Um, <laughs> We so rude. I mean, I just think that is pop a comedy. Gosh, what a second. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. You suck. I honestly hate doing this podcast with you. Thank you. Just kidding. Okay, everyone. This is our – we're going to sign off. But before yeah. we do, we just have a quick – what we're calling a work soft plea. Please. Because one of our listeners, Damaris Bailey, who's amazing and yes. designs the cutest clothes, yeah. she said that she didn't mind working a little soft for us and posting on her stories, which was very charming. So charming. And it was the perfect way of putting it. People yeah. were asking you to work a little soft for us. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Nothing crazy. Nothing that should that should extend past your 11 to 2 workday. Absolutely. It's This is a three-day-a-week job. Just let a friend know about the podcast. Post your stories, tagging us, telling your friends. This is a podcast that's changed your life, that's healed you inside and out. That's been the best thing that's happened to you, even with your children. Um Write us a review. Would love that. Five stars only. Mm -hmm. Or peruse our Patreon. See if it's something you're interested in. The Patreon is what keeps this podcast alive. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? We're not asking you to sign up. We're just asking you to peruse. Just give it a look. That's all. Just just click on the link. Okay. That's our plea. We're going to back away from being baggy, as mom would say. Yeah. Chan, it's been a pleasure. A real pleasure. And next time we record, guys, it will Lauren will be in Puerto Rico. Literally, my flight leaves in four hours. Guess All who's right. taking her to the airport? That would be you. Me. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.